Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Nintendo Fanboys. And you're gonna notice potentially some background noise because there is some dishes being done. But I don't think it's gonna interfere too much because I'm practically making out with the microphone, so I think, uh, I think all will be good. So I'm actually back. I haven't done anything in terms of videos or anything like that for a very long time now. Pretty much a month. I have been getting, for lack of a better term, I've been getting my ass handed to me. So I'm with Steven, so say hello. Let's start with that. Hello. Wow. I'm here. Amazing. You I'm, I'm back, too. I never left. <laughs> I'm not an ass. Oh, ho. So let me let me give you a quick rundown of my day, all right? Please do. Yeah, because I think this is important so people realize what is happening right now. <laughs> okay, so I go to work. I get up at like 6 o'clock in the morning, go to work, get in for like 7, 7.20, something like that. And then I work all day, typically till about 5 o'clock at night. I go meet my group at... Uh, well, it depends. I, I typically go between 3 and like 6 o'clock, somewhere in around there. I go to the university, like we have our own little room, and I wait for my gang. And then we stay there till like 10.30 at night working on our group projects, things like that. And then I come home and have to, you know, eat and everything. And then you basically have to start working on some of your assignments or you just pass out. That's typically what I do is I just pass out. And then you repeat the cycle again the next day, except you don't always go to meet the groups. Like oftentimes you'll come home and you have to work on assignments. So every week you have between one and three case studies that you have to complete. So I have a midterm, not tomorrow, but next Saturday, and I honestly have no idea how I'm going to even study for it because the amount of time I have is so limited, it's absolutely insane. So this basically continues Monday through Sunday. There is no break. You you keep going constantly for 14 weeks. And then after 14 weeks, you get a break. And then it starts again for 14 weeks. And then you get another break. Then there's an international business trip. And then it's 14 weeks, another break, 14 weeks, and then you're done. And that's that's pretty much it. But I knew this was going to be a lot of work. What I did not realize was that it really is life-consuming. It, it truly is. They warned us that if you're in a relationship or anything like that, that you're pretty much done. Like, there's no chance your relationship has of surviving. And they're pretty much right. Like, you you are done. Like, you have no time to do anything. So just this podcast, it's it's 8.30, well, 8.30, it's 8.13 right now at night, and I actually had another appointment that I was supposed to go, but I moved it all around just, just for Steven, <laughs> and, um, and like I have an assignment due tomorrow that I have to finish and, and compile and everything else, and I'm just saying all of this because I didn't realize that it would be this bloody intensive, like you really... You can't do anything. Your your life is essentially over. There, there. You don't have one moment to rest because if you do that, you fall behind in the readings or in the case studies or in the assignments and all of that sort of stuff. Like it's just it's out of control. So for the next two years, when people say, "So man, what have you been playing?" My answer will be, "What's a video game?" Yeah, sounds about right. Because I. I kind of expected this because I know how w once you get into something, you really put your uh, all of your uh, efforts into it. But this is getting ridiculous. Like I'll I'll text him, and two days later he won't have answered me because he'll read the text and he say, "Oh, probably oh I'll answer later or whatever." But when he does that, he never he never never remembers. Even when you weren't busy, you always had that uh, that thing there. So it's like. I w I'm actually impressed right now that we're having this conversation. I I was certain you were going to ditch me tonight. <laughs> I was expecting, I was checking my phone every hour, expecting that <laughs> a text saying, can you solo this again, blah, 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 something came up. I was really surprised. Well, I'm doing it because it's you. 
<laughs> because I, I thought that like doing this once every two weeks I thought would be manageable but now I'm thinking it might not be because this is crazy like I have to basically be your secretary well, good. in order to schedule this because I have to <laughs> text you a hundred million times and I have to give you reminders and then about time damn it you gotta get <laughs> you gotta work yeah so what have you been up to come on like you're my only hope <laughs> you're like my yeah, r2 that, that's, yeah that's why i did this uh, i prepared this podcast because i knew you were you probably did not play anything for me i just wanted to talk about two games what i've been playing the first one is the messenger which i talked a lot about in the last podcast i did did you listen to that yeah, one? i did yeah i did listen to it so, like I said, I really enjoyed The Messenger. It's an awesome, awesome game. I don't know what else to say besides the fact that I've I've done two runs of it. Two 100% runs of it. That's about 40 hours of gameplay. And for some reason, my Switch and the game itself glitched at uh, the time. Because it says I only played it for 25 hours, which is impossible. Because both save files have 20 hours on them. So I don't know what the, what the heck happened, but whatever. But it's an amazing game. Kind of sad, though, because the I don't think it's sold as well as it should have, considering the potential this game is. Like I said, this is probably one of the best games ever made material right here. And a lot of people don't realize it. And... I know that it sold 50,000 copies in its first week because Kodaku did an article about that and the guy from Sabotage said he wasn't impressed with those sales because of the reception the game had. He thought it would sell even more, which which is like piece of, of the puzzle that I'd like to know because we've always said that we, we would like to know how much these indie games if you want sell on the switch because we've been hearing they sell well fifty thousand in one week for me sounds like a, a success but then again i don't know what the like i'm not sure if stardew valley and those games are like million sellers by now i don't know i'd like to know but we don't that that's that's the problem i'd like to have measures which i could uh, measure the success of indie titles on the switch so that i thought that was a good indication that fifty thousand for him sounded he was disappointed by that so that's 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 a bit of info i i i'm glad i got i'm a bit disappointed though because it even it it got up to the third spot in the top 30 switch selling games on the eShop, and now i think i checked yesterday and was down all the way in 11th spot which means it seems like this is a game that won't have legs and won't stay there which is really unfortunate because this if you have a Switch, guys, this is a console exclusive and Nintendo should be pushing it a bit harder because I don't think they realize the game. And I think Sabotage didn't do themselves any favors by calling it the Messenger. I know a lot of people don't like the name. I personally like it because I played the game and I think it fits it well. And But I can see how somebody who doesn't know what this game is sees the name and doesn't think twice about it. So that's pretty much it. I would have loved to do a review of the game, but I'm not going to even bother at this point because Jared right now is sitting on an Octopath Traveler for three weeks. He even has the footage and he doesn't, he hasn't had the time to put it together. So this one, I'm not even going to bother, but I'm just, I just want to tell you guys that if you have a Switch, like please consider if, especially if you love Metroidvanias, like this is an awesome game. Like, like I said in the direct, like in the podcast, like one of the best games ever made. Okay. The next no no I want to I want to interrupt you because uh, well not interrupt you but I just want to say that um, there was a lot of hype like I found anyway that there was a lot of hype for this particular release and especially from like you you were you were really like stoked I remember when the trailer like first came out you were like oh my god this is like the greatest thing ever and I'm a, I I guess the word is I am a little disappointed that uh, they didn't they didn't market this uh, like. I don't know. It's just like this is the type of game that, like you say, I think it deserves to do better. And it was one that I would most certainly check out. And it's funny because, like, I really thought I'd be going through withdrawal right now. And you just really don't have the time. It's 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 so funny because I've always lived a really busy life. Like, we, Stephen and I have talked about this a lot. 
like I've always always lived uh, just a crazy hectic life and, and Steven's been telling me for a long time like you're gonna have to like slow down you know because like you're gonna lose everything that like you actually care about and and never in my life have I been this busy. Like, never. This is, like, you, you're right. No, like, Stephen always, like, bugs me and, like, chews on my ass about, you know, hey, stop being lazy and do this or, or put this together or put that together. But quite literally, I've never experienced something like this where there's, like, no fooling around. Like, literally, you you have no time. The only way that I could actually do this today was I had to book a meeting with myself at work. So it was like Jared invites Jared and I finished a marketing assignment at work during work, which is a big no-no. So if anyone from work is listening to this, I'm going to get fired. And and that was pretty much it. That's what freed up the next like, you know, whatever hour or whatever it is. It's crazy. And I'm just, I just wanted to add that in to say, like, I am surprised that I'm not going through withdrawal at all. Like, and I think the reason why is there's just, like, I just don't have time, you know? Like, I I can't concentrate on anything else right now whatsoever. Just watching a damn movie, like on Netflix, you have to plan that. (laughs) Like, it's, it's crazy. No, that's, that's cool. If you ever have, a trip coming up where you have free time, like I'd, I'd recommend the messenger. Like it's a really, really, really hard game. However, that might not be for you, but I think just the fact that it turns into a Metroidvania eventually might actually be in your favor. Plus like it's a 2018 game. So checkpoints are frequent and whatnot. It's not like the NES days where you only had four lives and then you have to start over. But anyway, if you ever get the chance in a few years, maybe get back to it yeah great sounds awesome (laughs) (laughs) all right next game i've been playing is a little game called little dragons cafe which i'm sure you could tell me everything about it i'm sure you you heard tons of things about it oh yeah absolutely (laughs) it's basically it's from the guy who made harvest moon uh rune factory and that other fishing sim there i forget the name for some reason river something Sounds anyway, amazing. I, yeah, I had it. I should have written it down. Anyway, it's the guy that pretty much is known for Harvest Moon. He decided to make his own little game. And I'm probably around 12 hours in right now. And it's weird because this is a game that you can play only if you enjoy these type of games. Like, I'd say Animal Crossing is a game that anyone can enjoy. Some some of people like you and I will play a lot more than we should in that game, but pretty much everybody can pick up Animal Crossing and have some fun with it, depending on your level of commitment. Little Dragon Cafe is a game that only people who love these type of games can enjoy. And even me, who adore like these games, I, I put over 60 hours in Stardew Valley on the Switch. And it's... I'm only playing this because right now I not really have anything else to play, and I... This is a full, full retail game of $80, so I kind of want to play it because I spent that money on it. There is some part I really like, but there, it's basically, before I go along, it's a game where you have a cafe and you have customers coming in. You go out in the world and collect ingredients to then make recipes to create new items for your cafe then you serve those the more uh, dish you have and the better they are the more the more reputation your cafe has and the more customers will eventually come you also are raising a dragon and the dragon will grow depending on what you feed it its uh, color color scheme will change stuff like that the problem is it has some stale Japanese gaming elements in it and I don't want to sound racist but it's it's just you racist <laughs> some Japanese games have these type of things that are just there it seems like just to be annoying or to prolong the game for example during the there's during lunch is at, usually at noon and then suppers around 6 7 p.m. there's rushes in the, in the cafe in the restaurant and you have people working for you, helping you, and they always do the same patterns. And uh, f- 
at some point, like one of your sister, instead of working, will start, uh, you know, a broom, using the broom to, uh, what brooming, brooming the floor. What do you say? Wipe the floor. Yeah. Okay. She'll she start. She'll start well, do that in the middle of a rush for no reason because she she wants a break. Yeah, sweeping the floor. Yeah, sweeping the floor, yeah. yeah w w was what I was looking for. You have another guy who will s just start playing air guitar than aware instead of working stuff like that. And uh, the chef eventually will be distracted and and will stop cooking stuff like that. And you always need to go talk to them so they start and they do the same exact thing all over again. Like it's been like I don't know, 12 hours, they still do that. And it's like, why is this happening? This is not fun. Like if there was, if there would be character development in there where eventually uh, you would, you would forge a better relationship and you'd have, you'd have, they'd have issues that you'd help them work with to improve their performance. That would work. That would be fine. That would be fun. But instead, it's just, it doesn't serve any purpose besides being annoying. So I don't get it at all. The game also doesn't run well. Uh, sounds this sounds amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, when I when I started it, I I had heard of this, but I had also heard of this with Stardew Valley back then. When you Stardew Valley, when it first launched on Switch, had an issue every at the end of the day when you, you need to uh, finish your day. It, it had like long loading screens, and I always thought that they were exaggerated. Like I did not find them long at all. So I thought maybe this is a uh, this is not that bad. And it's not that bad, honestly, but it just, when it starts, it's funny because you get a cutscene, the, the intro, then when the, 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 the scene changes, you get a loading screen. And then when the character talks, you get a loading screen, then when it switches persons, you get a loading screen. So I was like, holy, is this gonna be the game all the time? But it's not. It's just for the beginning, and then every time you leave the house, you leave the cafe, it loads, and then, You, ha you can play the entire game in the world without loading. And then when you come back to the cafe, load. So it's not that bad once you know what it is. There are some pop-up issues. The game doesn't seem to... Uh, the frame rate doesn't seem to be always 100%, which is like not how you say it. I know it's... But it just... I For me to notice this, it's a big thing because I don't notice these things. I remember when you told me about... The Last of Us remastered that you could switch 60 frames to 30 frames by clicking the joystick, and I never, I didn't even notice it. Like I couldn't see the difference, and I think it's because my vision. And there are people like me who don't really see these things, but in this game, I can see, like when there's performance issues. So I know this will be a problem for many people, and it doesn't run well. It just doesn't really affect me that much because, like I said, I don't really care for those stuff. But the game for it, what it has that's funny, that it's a very cute game. The, the looks are amazing. It looks like somebody painted the backgrounds. Everything looks like painted or hand-drawn. Very beautiful. I love the fact that the dragon grows. It's just extremely repetitive. And it takes a long time to get uh, somewhere. Like I'm, I'm 12 hours in and I believe like what I've done could have been done in three hours. The game seems to be made in a way to make it look longer so that they can warrant the price and stuff like that which I always hate when they do but this is a game like I, I still I, I crap a lot about it but it's not that bad I would probably give it a 6 or 6.5 if you would use the old 10 point uh, system but it's specifically only for people who enjoy these type of games like, like I do so not really for everyone, but it's still something that if you're a fan of Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, and you're looking for something right now to play until something else came up, probably the anim the next Animal Crossing or whatever, or if you're tired of Stardew Valley, like you, you I probably would recommend you, you wait for this game to go on sale, which it probably will soon, especially on the eShop, but this might not, you might not go uh, go wrong with this one if you like those type of games. Sounds absolutely amazing. Like, probably my game of the year. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is what I'm getting you for Christmas this year. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just sounds absolutely epic. I honestly have nothing to add. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it just uh, sounds very uh, <clears throat> unique. <laughs> yeah, it does. And also, the Nintendo Online service is finally up. Yeah, you got to tell me about all of this. Uh, you have to tell me about the whole, um, the whole, like direct. I want to know everything. 
Oh, the, the Dirac, yeah, I'll talk about that later. You, you watched it, right? I did watch it, but I watched it Omega Fast, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, now I just want to talk about the Nintendo Online because that wasn't really part of the Direct. They talked a bit about it, but now it's actually up. Uh, sorry, I bought it. I bought it. It, it. It's 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 cool because it's 20 bucks US for the whole year or $25 Canadian for the whole year. So I was surprised they didn't like go for 30 bucks Canadian or something. They, they did not screw us up on that one. But it's, like I, I said before, I know a lot of people are crapping on this service and it's their right because for the online part, like I haven't played many games online. Like I bought it because of Smash and Pokemon that are coming and I'm going to be at play online. And it's true that the voice chat probably sucks. I still haven't even downloaded the app to try it, but I'm not really interested in that right now. I haven't used voice chat in a, an online game since the Xbox 360 days, honestly, so... It doesn't really affect me, but it's just my point has always been that for $25 a year, you're getting what you paid for. And the thing I want to talk about is the NES library. And what I love about this is the fact that we've always said that we wanted Netflix to do a Netflix type thing. And this is exactly this, Jared. I don't know if you know what it is, but you basically download an app. Or a game called Nintendo Online, NES Online Service. And what it is, is that app has 20 games right now in it. So you open that, that app like you would op open any other game. And basically you can choose every game like you would on Netflix. And then you play it. They're downloaded on your system automatically. And you play them. The problem I have with those is it's NES games. And obviously out of those 20 games, maybe 5 are worth your time. And even then, for me, like, I can't even push myself right now to play Legend of Zelda anymore. Like, in 2018, I have a lot of problems playing those NES games. But they're a nice, they're a nice little bonus for 25 bucks a year, like I've said. And even there's a family plan that's like $35 a year, and you can have up to eight people. The thing with that, you might not realize, and that you and I and six other people, could have taken part of that family plan because it's not locked to your system. It's locked to a specific account. So you could have eight different people in the world. You could pay $35 and as long as those people pay you, like that comes back to less than $5 each per year to play online. So it's really not that bad. And I'm just, the NES stuff, it sucks that it's NES games, but it's a nice start because this is really, once they get that library, they, they're supposed to add three games per month, which I find is ridiculous. They should add a bit more than that eventually. But this is Netflix, man. This is you, at the push of a button, you have access to those games and it's instantly, like there's no streaming, so it's perfect. I just hope that eventually they add like tiers and maybe add SNES games and stuff like that because this... If they do this for everything, this is way better than the virtual console, man. You have everything ready to go. It's just that right now it's NES games and I'm like many people, I don't really care about NES games now. Like I've played them a hundred million times on different systems now and they're just, they haven't, they haven't necessarily aged well. Like most of these games, like soccer, tennis, even pro wrestling, like they, why would you play those today, honestly? No, yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, the service as a whole from, from what you're talking about seems okay. I mean, it doesn't seem, you know, whatever. Um, for the NES stuff, I'm, you know, it, it's one of these things where I'm like, well, whatever. You know, it's, there are certain NES games that I do enjoy going back to, but they're few and far between these days. I mean, I'm the Zelda whore, and even for me, like... It's it's not easy, you know. Like NES, like especially with the fact with like the, the original Legend of Zelda, for example, the fact that Link only moves up, down, left, right. It might sound like you know, like well, this is the way the game is designed, man. 
But when you play A Link to the Past and literally every Zelda game after that, and you realize that you can move in all like different diagonals and stuff like that, it does change the gameplay significantly because of how damn slow you are to turn around and like like let's say you have one of the knights coming after you, right? You have to essentially make a box motion in order to get out from from them and it's it's freaking annoying, man. Like the dark knights and all that crap. Um even even like some of the other games. I mean like your Tetris's hold up, Super Mario Brothers holds up. All those are are good to go. And yeah, there are the odd other game that I will enjoy, but like when I had, well, I still have it, but the NES um, Classic, I found that there really were only a handful of games that I actually went back to and enjoyed and were like, okay, like this is this is cool. I think limiting this to the NES is is actually going to be its like Achilles' heel. Like I I get what they're doing. I mean, it's like their oldest games, and thus it has like the oldest nostalgia and stuff like that. But I really would have mixed this up with SNES at the same time. Like, I would have launched this with the NES and the SNES. And that's just me. But, like, the SNES games hold up way better than NES games. And I think it, it would have been more lucrative um, of an offer to fans. But, again, maybe that's just me. Yeah, just many people compared this to PlayStation Plus. And that's fair, it's just that the price difference is there, but at least with PlayStation Plus, what you're getting is like AAA games sometimes. Like they just got Destiny 2 and stuff like that. So yeah. they're not getting like Super Mario Brothers and Gradius and stuff like that. Like those are fine games for their times, but they won't get the kids excited about the Switch uh, these days, that's for sure. They've also like shown the NES controllers that will work with the Switch, but only for, with the NES app. And okay. there, you can. The thing that's cool about them, they're extremely pricey, fifty nine ninety nine US and seventy nine ninety nine Canadian. I thought I I, I checked to buy them, because yeah. you can only buy them if you're an online service member, and you can only buy one. So this item will probably be a collector, and it will be hard to scalp because the scalpers will need to buy a membership just to buy it, and you can only buy one. So they they would need to create more memberships to buy them. And, it's 80 bucks Canadian for these. I was like, no, <laughs> sorry, hell? I can't. I can't. Yeah, they're $80 Canadian, man. And I says, no, no, that's way too much for me for something I'll never use, honestly. That was a bit unfortunate. Like, I thought, like, is, is that really like $60? $60 American, does it come to $80 Canadian? Because it might, but it sounded uh, a bit ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's actually, it's pretty close. Here, wait one sec, I'll check. But yeah, I think it's pretty close. 60, let's see, uh, all right, $60 to good old Canuck dollars, 77 bucks. Okay, so yeah, they're just, I get why they put it to 79, but yeah, yeah. it's it's way too pricey for these things. What are they thinking, man, sometimes? like Well, it's Nintendo, I know that they're hoping they're banging on nostalgia and it works all the time, but at some point they're going to piss off <laughs> consumers like they keep overcharging for their accessories it's ridiculous man yeah well honestly i think um i honestly think they well i'm, I'm just debating sorry i'm debating with myself internally here i think in a lot of ways they're they believe they're apple so they believe that they can charge you luxury prices for a lot of these particular you know devices and and things like that and I'm kind of surprised that it works. I'll be really honest. I'm I'm kind of surprised that people buy as much as they do. No one is like Apple. Apple is the king of milking people for for different things. I mean, my God, a dongle, a dongle. Okay, so like a little piece of plastic that converts a USB C to like HDMI or something like that costs yeah. like eighty dollars. Like, yeah, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> that's why I switched to, like, I have a Samsung phone now, and it's like, you know, when your phone is full of stuff in it, you ha you can actually just buy a, bi a bigger memory card. It's, it's like, magic. <laughs> magic, exactly. And they Ooh. don't make your phone purposely don't work after a few years so you can upgrade, <laughs> which I can't believe Apple is actually getting away with. That should be illegal. Well, welcome to business, man. 
<laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah, so uh, Nintendo is overcharging, but if they're getting away with it, if people are actually paying, then who am I to tell them to stop? But it just, I, I, I'd had to think that at some point it will stop working. Like Sony, one of the biggest reasons why the Vita failed was because they decided to make all these accessories proprietary yeah exactly and they charge like way too much for that and it backfired and nintendo's not doing at that level yet but eventually like i don't know maybe maybe it will never stop and it will work and if you can make more money you always obviously go for that route but yeah i don't know man Uh, i i don't know i just i think uh I think all of these companies that do these sorts of things just need to be careful. They just, you know, because there is a limit to how much you can charge for these sorts of things before people are like, okay, you know, like that's enough there. And uh, like already, like just the pro controller and the joy cons and all this, it's like, yeah, man, it's a fortune. (laughs) Yeah. The the, the joy cons are a joke, like a hundred bucks for a controller. Like I know they say it's two controllers, but come on, it's half a controller each. So it's one controller. A hundred bucks. I know uh, apparently HD rumble and all that is impressive technology, but a hundred bucks impressive? I don't know. Yeah, come on. It's like going back to my Apple thing, man. I'm sorry, but I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Anyway, okay, so what's next? So next is the Direct. So I'll talk about the Direct. I won't mention every single game there because I'll only talk about what I found like interesting for me so if i skipped an announcement you might have uh, enjoyed and by you i'm not talking necessarily about jared but about the audience like I, yeah, yeah. I apologize but it's hard to cover everything here so first i'm just going to talk about the 3ds stuff they only announced one new 3ds game and by new i mean it's a port of a wii game it's kirby extra epic yarn which i believe will come out on january 11 2019 that was the only new info we had about a new 3DS game. Everything else they talked about were previously announced games like Mario and Luigi RPG 3, the remake, Luigi's Mansion, which is coming uh, soon in October, and Yokai Watch. I was a bit sad that they didn't mention Yokai Watch 3. I was hoping we would get an announcement. This is pretty much like the the it's it's now or never for Yokai Watch 3 for the 3DS. Either we're getting it next year or it's never going to happen. So if they don't announce it in the usually they have a January direct. If they not, don't announce it then or maybe they'll have one in November or whatever the case may be, like we're screwed. We're never going to get Yokai Watch 3, which really really sucks. I really wanted that one. I was also secretly hoping for them to announce they were publishing Dragon Quest XI on the 3DS, but alas, it didn't happen, which, unfortunately, it was really, really big hope there. I knew that probably wasn't going to happen, but we never know. But Yokai Watch 3, I think, is not that bit of a stretch, considering they already released Yokai Watch 1 and all three versions of Yokai Watch 2. They've just released Yokai Watch uh, Blasters, both versions here, and they've announced a DLC update at the end of the month for the third version which will basically I guess they're skipping the third version but they're gonna announce release it as free DLC so that's pretty cool sad that we're not getting Yokai 3 like I said before especially since it's set in North Amer- in, in America actually in the States would have been made sense to get it here and Yokai Watch 4 has been announced for the Switch so I'm pretty sure they're gonna want to bring that over so it would be cool to, for them to continue building that brand here yep I, I don't have anything to say. It's um, it's. I, I don't think it's hopeless. Let's just say that I don't think it's hopeless just yet for Yokai Watch Three. I, uh, you heard it here first, even I understand the 3DS's market uh, position right now, and I understand everything else. But I'm just I don't know. I, I don't I don't think you've seen the the end of Yokai Watch Three. Well, let's hope so. All right, so. Next stuff, I'm only going to talk about the Switch stuff. So the Direct started with a quick teaser trailer for Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, which that was I, funny. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. We we're going to see that uh, happening yeah, it was, next it year. It was cool, but it was also like, I don't know, half a second. Like, yeah. I, I was like, wow, guys. <laughs> like, it's almost like it was better than Metroid Prime 4, <laughs> yeah. uh, but not by much. <laughs> yeah, but I always... 
that's that's all I need because it's a game that's not coming out soon. So you're better off to concentrate on what you're going to release soon. Plus, like it's a 2019 game. At least we know it's 2019. It's not Metroid Prime 4, which would could be 2020 for all we know. 2021. Well, 2020, I say. It's probably 2020 or 2021. I don't think it's 2019. But it's like they announced it really, really soon. We just mentioned I think it was perfect the way they did it. Uh, next, what I have here, there have been a bunch of stuff. They, st- they talk about games that were already out. Uh, the next game they announced, I thought was worth mentioning, was New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which is a port of the Wii U game that came out in 2012. It also includes the New Super Luigi U DLC on it. And so it will be, honestly, for those who haven't played this, uh, like still at that price, well, it's going to be a full price. I, be- I believe it's going to be $79.99, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But it's still a steal because you get both games, which are amazing. Like new Super Mario Brothers U, uh, when we did our top 10 Mario games of all time, was number three on my list. An awesome game. A problem for me is I've already played these games to death. And like I said, like it's crazy to me that in six years they don't have a new 2D Mario ready to go. Like, what the heck are they doing? I know, seriously. <laughs> so the only reason for this to happen was like, okay, I can see them announce a new Super Mario, a new 2D Mario for like June or something. But say, but to tide you over, here we're releasing uh, this port in January. That would have made perfect sense for me. This saddens me because, like, there's no reason not to have a new 2D Mario. And, like I said, I'm tired of the Wii U ports. As a Wii U owner, I've already played these games. I want some new stuff for the Switch, but at the same time, I can understand the logic behind it because most people haven't played them. But still, like, you can tell these games are not exactly setting the world on fire. They're not exactly selling that well. The only one I think that did so was Mario Kart 8, which was also like the the switch was only a month or two old so people were hungry for more games and it's Mario Kart so that makes sense but I I don't know I'm tired of these I move on come on no more Wii U ports and I know it's probably not the last time because Super Mario 3D World will probably get the same thing which is a bit sad yeah man I I I mean, again, it's one of these things where there's not, there's really not too much to say about this. Uh, as soon as I saw that, like as soon as I saw that portion of the trailer, I just laughed. Like I really did. I just laughed, and I was because I wasn't laughing because of what it was or anything like that. I was laughing because I was like, well, I already know what uh, Stephen is thinking, <laughs> and sure enough, you were <laughs> surprise, surprise. But yeah, I think it's kind of ridiculous. To be honest, I think it's it's really ridiculous that like it's clear what they're doing and to me it's like i'm really wondering where where is the development money going and that's what i've yet to see i mean okay so we have we have um luigi's mansion right and we've got a couple you know like someone's working on metroid prime you've got fire emblem you've got you know you got these other games like animal crossing and and whatnot which we'll get to i know um but I don't know, like, is it just me, or is it like, I feel like there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, because if the 3DS is truly, like, you know, wrapping up production, something seems very, very off to me, like, again, maybe I'm wrong, but I felt that the Wii U, by this point in its lifetime, had received a lot more first-party games, and yeah, maybe the quality was lackluster in some of those games, but I don't know. It's just something seems a little off, and maybe it's just me. Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know because like the 3ds clearly is on its last legs. Like they're gonna keep manufacturing that that system for I'd say another three years at least because it's it's still selling relatively well, and there's a huge library, and it can still sell you like those select games for like a discounted price, and still sell those during the holidays and whatnot. But like they should be concentrating on like Mario, like I said, like six years. Like it doesn't make sense to me. And anyway, we'll we'll move on. Pokemon Let's Go is the next game they showed, and basically, uh, it doesn't. Like, I don't want to be too negative about that game because I know uh, uh, people will probably enjoy it, and that that's fine. I I'll, I'll enjoy it for sure. 
But it's just from all the details we've seen about that game, it's just, my God, it's not for the hardcore Pokemon fan. It's clear, like, they've just announced that, like, EVs and IVs will be in the game, but we don't really know, like, how they will work yet. But we do know that there will be no held items and there will be no abilities for Pokemon. So, like, basically, there will be no competitive game to this game. Like, it's gonna be borderline, like, Competitive players are not going to be playing this, which is unfortunate because, like, this is a huge part of your audience. Like, if their strategy work and truly the guys that are playing Pokemon Go, the guys and girls that are playing Pokemon Go will invest in a Switch to get this game, which I think they're not really reading the market well. I don't think people with a phone are the target audience for console gaming, but I might be wrong. Like, this game is really numb down and they've shown off like uh, the secret techniques they call which is basically what your partner pokemon will be able to learn instead of hms the hms of the original okay. which would have been like fine would have been cool to see if it wasn't for the fact that hms have been completely removed since generation 7 since sun and moon so this is not really surprising to me and it's not like after sun and moon they were gonna release a new pokemon game with hms in it like Everybody knew HMs were gone, so it's just like I wish. I wish there was breeding in this game. I wish there was hitting ability, abilities and hold items. I wish it would actually have wild battles. But what can you do? Like they've shown that when it comes to the legendaries like Zapdos, Moltres, Articuno, uh, Mewtwo, you to catch them, you'll have to defeat them in battle and then throw a Pokeball, which is cool. But it's like. Do you know how easy that will be to beat them with a team of six? Oh, it's gonna be impossible. And no even in the about. in the North American trailer, they did like I don't know why they do this. Like there was a Moltres, and the guy fighting the Moltres was using a Scyther. So you have the guy, the Moltres, which is fire flying, and you're using a Scyther, Scyther, which is bug flying. So the fire flying guy, if you look at both types, flying is effective against bug. Fire is effective against bug. Why would you use a bug Pokemon against? I almost swear that a freaking legendary <laughs> swear, fire bird. Really Why would you use that? Like, I don't get it. Like, stop treating the Pokemon fans like kids. Stop being dumb asses. Damn it. Like, what the hell is that? It pisses me off. And then the Japanese trailer is like three minutes longer and it's... Like, way more detail. It's just that all the text is in Japanese, so I couldn't read anything. But it's like, come on. The North American trailers piss me off, man. You're you're really funny. You're really, really funny. I just can't wait. I, I can't wait for this to uh, get released. You to play through this and be like, this is the greatest game ever <laughs> made. And, like, devote 700 hours to it. It will be your number one Switch game. It's going to be epic. No, uh, joking aside, seriously, man, I, I really want to hear what you think of this. Like, I want you to go through the game, and I know you're going to text me and you're going to bitch and everything like that, but I would like to hear what you really think of this when it's when you finish it, you know? Like, when you see the credits, to go back and be like, okay, here's my honest thoughts. Yeah, no, for sure. This is one, like, I'll want to review and all that stuff. Hopefully, you'll actually stop being a lazy ass and you'll... <laughs> <laughs> yes, complete yes. the video for me which is why i need a brand new laptop so i can actually record the footage myself and have some actual content for the site besides a podcast and dragon quest uh, 10 videos but yeah I, I, i'm sure i'll enjoy this uh but i just don't see myself putting like 400 hours like i did in sun and moon or 100 hours like i did with ultra sun ultra moon like this like the more I hear about this, like the more I can't wait for next year, and I, I'm very petrified that this game will sell like gangbusters, and the next one won't. So, this will if if that happens, then bye bye to my favorite series. They'll just no, screw no, it. come on, stop, anyway. stop, stop, stop. There's no way. Don't, don't. There's no way. Like, there, there's no way. It. This is not Zelda. You know what I mean? Like, this is not something that they're going to take a gamble on there's just no way and you might some might say well what about pokemon let's go right like itself isn't that a gamble and i'm like yeah well come on like 
it's it's a side game. The, the freaking creator of the series or whatever he was basically was like, hey, relax. The next generation is coming out. Blah, blah, blah. Like, these are not going to be part of the generation. I keep telling everybody this. Relax. Like, if I'm proven wrong, then tell me I'm a moron or an idiot or whatever. But I'm confident in what I'm saying. Like, I am confident that there is no way in hell that your your games are going to come out and they're going to be dumbed down. Like, there's just no way. Okay, the next one I have here uh, is Diablo 3. And I wanted to, because they mentioned that the release date was November 2. And I'm curious about this one, because if if you want to be busy, is that one you would be revisiting? Because I played about a few hours of the PC version with Marc-André back in the day, and then my account got hacked, and I never went back. I played it a bit on the PS3 also. I don't know. I don't think this is a game for me, but I'm really glad that it's coming on the Switch because I know many people will lose hours in that. It seems like a perfect game for the for the Switch, and it's glad that it's coming out in November, just before the holidays. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very good game. Uh, it's no Diablo 2, but then again, Diablo 2 I haven't played in you know 20 years or whatever. Um, it. It's well-suited for the Switch, I'll say that. Um, like a lot of games, a lot of games are actually very well-suited for the Switch in the sense of, you know, picking it up and just going. I think that's that's going to actually be very, very helpful to a lot of, like, Diablo fans. I'm not sure, though. Like, to answer your question, I'm not sure if it's one that I would, I'd go to. It, it, it really depends. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff out at that time. Like, if I had the time, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't think so, though. I don't think it's one that I would go to. Okay, next up, they announced... Town, which is a new RPG from Game Freak, and we don't know much about it. What we do know is that it's coming out in 2019, and that it will take place entirely in one village. So it 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 looked pretty interesting from the uh, the footage we saw. It's it seems like a turn-based RPG. I expect this to be. I don't think this will be a retail release. I think this will be a twenty to thirty dollar download game because. I don't think this will be a long adventure. If it's only in one town, I could see this being like a 10 to 12 hour RPG or something like that. Still something I'm very curious about, really interested in because it's from Game Freak, obviously. So I'm going to be keeping an eye out on this one. They also talked and unveiled Yoshi's Crafted World, which is a game they've been announced forever. We now know it's coming out in 2019. Seems like basically the evolution, the next step for Yoshi's Woolly World. Seemed pretty cool. I'm not sure if it's uh, something I'm into it because it's a platform. I've never really been a huge Yoshi platformer guy. I don't know why. Even Yoshi's Island and Yoshi's Story, I know that's uh, blasphemous to say, but those games are well regarded, especially Yoshi's Story. But I've never really been the fan of those games for some reason. And this one, like, I'll keep an eye on it, but still, it was cool to mention it still in 2019. Uh, next up, they had a huge Final Fantasy bunch of, of news. Like, they've announced, they announced Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, which came out right, right then. It was available and it was on 1999. It was really, really, uh, Slash by 40%, and I think you had until yesterday to buy it at that price, and then it's $40. It's basically, it's the same thing as the iOS game that was released. And I think it's a dumbed down version of Final Fantasy 15. It's like, it's, it's supposedly almost impossible to die. It's like a, a nine to 10 hour game instead, but it's, it got okay reviews. I think I was almost tempted to buy this, but then I realized I probably would not enjoy this. But still, it's the number one selling game right now in the Switch eShop, so probably a smart thing to do. They announced Crystal Chronicles HD, I believe, which is the GameCube remake, which I think will only be an eShop game again. Same thing with Final Fantasy VII, 9, 10, and 10, 2. Well, same thing. I don't know. Maybe they'll be retail released. Doesn't really matter. But they announced those, as well as Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age. So we're basically getting a truckload of Final Fantasy games uh, next year. So that's cool. Final Fantasy VII has never been released on a... Well, all these games basically, except Crystal Chronicles, have never been released on a a Nintendo system. So it's going to be 
Well, Final Fantasy twelve. I think there was a DS version, but it wasn't the real version. But anyway, there's. It was probably called Final Fantasy twelve, but with a different name. But yeah, this I think, is wasn't the, that Revenant Wings? Or yeah, something, something weird like, thing that. like that. Yeah. But still, we've never gotten the the real versions on the Nintendo system, and now we're gonna get all of them. I'm curious. Maybe you know more. We're not getting eight, and I hear that even Final Fantasy eight is not on the PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, so there's a reason for that. Maybe you know why. I don't. I'm not aware why Final Fantasy VIII is not. Is it licensing issues? Why is no, it music? No, 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 no. Uh, it's it's on PC. So the only logical reason is reception. There's no other. There's no other logical reason because it's on Steam. So like they released seven on Steam. They released eight on Steam. Then nine. Then you know so on and so forth. And then they released Final Fantasy VII, the PC version, which was the Steam version. And then they skipped eight and went straight into nine. So there's no logical reason for them to do that. So you don't know why they wouldn't release eight either? No, it, like like I said, there is no reason. It's impossible because the PS3 versions have all been based on the PC versions. So if it was licensing or whatever, it wouldn't be on PC, but it is. So that doesn't... Okay, but why didn't they release eight on PlayStation either? Well, that's what I'm saying. The only logical reason is reception. It's reception, okay. That's there's no other. There's yeah, no but other you, you'd think reason. that even it's it's probably really cheap to do, and even on the day alone. Oh, I, so. I agree, dude. I, I totally agree. I have no idea. I I it doesn't make any sense. Like why I should would have, you? I saw a video on this that was like why Square isn't releasing eight on the PlayStation or the, or the Switch. I should have clicked on it because I'm yeah, interested to know. Yeah, you should have. But there's no way if someone it was claims... it was only probably speculations, but it was good theories. I would have loved. I, I should have clicked on it. Yeah, you should have. Well, you could still go back and, and just type it into the search bar. But if someone says that it's licensing issues, that's impossible. It no, no, I, it's just I was I was talking to my uh, to my ass there. I was just wondering maybe if if you knew what it was. I was just yeah, no, I throwing mean, out you, ideas. No, no, no. But Stephen, that's actually a good idea. Uh, like it's a logical conclusion. For me, it's simply the like it, I don't buy it. I don't buy that. If someone were to tell me that, I'd be like, yeah, bullshit. Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. The only logical thing to me is reception, but even that is kind of illogical. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I really, really don't know because Final Fantasy VIII is really—it's not a terrible game, but it's—it's—I it, it, don't understand how it got released with the system. Um, I don't know. Have you ever played that one? I, I've seen a, a friend play it for hours, but I haven't played it, and it's, it looked really, really tedious when I was watching him play. Yeah, but. well, exactly, exactly. It's like one of the most tedious video games ever created. It's so awesome for like an hour. Like really, it. I'll, I'll never forget when when I got that. Came home same time as Dreamcast, and actually same day nine nine ninety nine, and. Um, and I was like, well, this is it, you know? Like, the games don't get better than this in terms of the visuals and stuff. I was like, I cannot believe that the PlayStation is able to do this, you know? And, like, beautiful music and, and, and the art and the graphics and whatever. And you start playing, and it really eases you into it. And you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. But then you realize very quickly when the game starts to open up a little bit that the way you play the game is you have to steal magic. So magic is, like, it, it's it's quantifiable. So, like, it only has a certain amount. So, like, let's say you wanted ice, okay? And I'm just going to, I'm not going to actually go through, like, you know, Blizzard, Blizzaga, and all that. Let's just say you had, like, Blizzard 1, 2, and 3, okay? If you wanted more Blizzard 1, you had to go to enemies that could use Blizzard 1 on you, and draw the magic from them. And if you didn't do it enough, your character would eventually forget how to do it. And then you'd have to draw and draw and draw and draw and draw like 50 times before they would remember how to draw that particular spell. And then if you wanted to like level, quote unquote, level it up, you'd have to draw Ice 2 or Blizzard 2 or whatever the hell you want to, you know, call it Blizzaga. And you just had to keep repeating this over and over and over and over again. It was one of the most cumbersome things ever. And when I was like 40 hours into it, I was like, okay, like, uh, like, could we move on, please? Like, it was, it was just so damn boring. <laughs> that sounds really fun. 
Okay, so, so finally they finished with a bang, and was and it, the guy who did the direct. I don't remember his name, but he said to make sure to watch till the very end, and I'm glad he did because they finished with Isabel. You saw Isabel talking and and whatnot, and then it was like, yeah, man, we're finally getting Animal Crossing. It was freaking pump, awesome. And then it's to announce that she's a fighter in Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? And it's like, and by the way, Smash Brothers Ultimate, the roster on that game is getting ridiculous, man. Everybody from every past game is in there, including Snake. Yep. And now they've added like six characters since, and they're probably yep. going to add more. Like, yep. How many characters are going to be in that game? A hundred? Like, that's well, yeah. crazy, man. But, that's but, crazy. But. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. As a, a well, an ex-fighting game fan guy, I must warn you, when games do this, they're incredibly broken. <laughs> like, they're, they're just, like, you, you can't take... It's like a Mortal Kombat trilogy, for example. Like it was one of the most broken games ever, because you have fighters that were balanced for the specific game that they were in. Now I understand they're going to retweak and rebalance all these different characters, whatever. But I'm just saying, don't be surprised if you have a couple of characters that are like yeah. just way OP but, or or whatever. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a competitive fighter at all, so I. I don't care, but yeah, I can see the the, the, the issue with that many. Uh, and the, the good thing about uh, Smash Brothers in competitive tournament, usually all fighters are tiered. So there there's that. But anyway, like she's announced as a uh, playable character in Smash. And I'm like, oh, come on. Major troll. But then I remembered, but he did say to keep watching till the end. So maybe there's something coming out. And then you see footage of her and it's, it looks cool. Like, like I'm, I don't think I'll have as much fun with this smash, but then again, like I'm really not like hyped for that one. So maybe so- usually that when you're like that, you pick up a game. Usually I find that you get surprised and you ended up playing a lot more. So maybe that's what's gonna what's gonna happen for me. And then you see Tom Nook talking and basically announce Animal Crossing for 2019. And I said it like last year in in a few past fanboys that. If Nintendo doesn't have a 2D Mario and an Animal Crossing in 2019, like what the heck are they doing? Because like 2012 was the last Mario, 2013 was the last Animal Crossing. So and now we finally have, and I'm so ready, man, for Animal Crossing. You don't even know. Like you don't even know, man. You don't even. Know. I keep thinking, and it's sad that it's probably not going to be the same experience we had last time because last time you weren't working. It's crazy. Last time the stories I could tell you guys about Jared, like. I was in bed with uh, my girlfriend Elizabeth, and I was playing a bit, just some last-minute Animal Crossing. And every night at around nine and ten p.m., I would see Jared logged in, <laughs> and he would log in because at, during the night you could go to the island and get the sharks, the really expensive sharks, and you could get the really expensive beetles. And every night he would play like two hours of the game, and I'm not kidding. Sometimes more than that, just <laughs> selling those things. And that's a guy that had never played. Like Animal Crossing, like you were hooked on that game. It was crazy. It was hilarious because every night we would see you pop up because Elizabeth was also <laughs> playing with me. It was fun and it's just like ridiculous thing, Jared. And you would never see that now because now at ten you're like sleeping and stuff. Well, <laughs> now, well, yeah. I wish I wish I was sleeping. I'm but it's busy. just how much the amount of fun we had with that game, oh, man. Nothing. We went clubbing. <laughs> yes. We went clubbing, and that was something we were actually. <laughs> enjoying doing it. it was an activity we went clubbing in a virtual <laughs> animal crossing game like uh, two grown men if well that's debatable but we went clubbing like, it's hilarious we were actually in, the, in that spot for like 15 minutes just <laughs> pressing the d-pad up that would make us fist bump and laughing <laughs> like a bunch of idiots <laughs> it was it was the best just thinking of it and not even that you have to understand, like, we'll, we'll get into all of this because it was the most ridiculous thing ever. So, it started, forget about the, the club. The club was, was just hilarious in and of itself. But it started with the damn flag. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing ever. 
So, of course, because we're both extremely mature, so, you know, we're, we're drawing penises, and he comes to my village, and the first thing he's like, oh my god, how did you make such a good-looking penis? <laughs> <laughs> and I died. I just, I died. And it's like, that was the thing that he was the most impressed at. And, oh god, just thinking of it, I'm crying. This is, we had so yeah, much fun Yeah, because the, when I went... When you would come to my village and leave, the villagers would then talk to me and show me the letters you would send them. <laughs> yeah. And I can't even repeat what you would send them here. It's just, oh my God. And, that, and I would go to your village and I, I would see your villagers wearing one of my penis shirts that I've created. It was just a proud moment, man. Yeah, you. You'd always like dig up my damn trees and steal my flowers. Oh yeah, stuff. I would do that for sure. And I would always make sure to leave some very, very nice messages on your yes. billboard. Yes. Write letters to each and every one of your town residents. Oh, Man, God. I'm so ready for Animal Crossing. Like I just if it comes it's gonna out, be a blast. If it comes out late next year, great. Perfect, because I'll have time. Or if it's like during the summer. Yeah, but this is a game that you can pick up like even three months after its release and play for a few minutes here and there or hours here and there. Like it's not a game that's demanding. That's what I like about Animal Crossing. You can play it at your own pace and do whatever the heck you want. Like Tom Nook is a dick, but still you could take 10 years to pay him back or you can, you could never pay him back if you don't want to. There's no punishment for it. So it's like you can do what you want in that game and the creativity. And I can't wait to see what the the new additions they have for this game. But man, like the memories, I could talk for hours. We should one day. Yeah, we should. Do we should. Uh, retrospect on our time we played Animal Crossing uh, New Leaf and just talk about all those stories. I'm sure we can have a very long podcast. Oh, man. Maybe we even revisit our towns and stuff like that for one last time. Oh man, that would man, be what great. a game! What a game that was! <laughs> I can't believe what we did. Especially you, I never thought you would enjoy that game because it doesn't seem like a Jared game on paper. No, but it was just—it was how utterly ridiculous it it was, and I can only imagine like today, like. Oh my god, with online features and all this, like I can only imagine what they're going to do. I'm going to get banned for sure. And <laughs> <laughs> like that's uh that's that. But the thing is with it is it's you say it's not demanding, but it is demanding because it's one of these things like if you get into it, it yeah. it can consume your life. Like it, it was it was unbelievable. It was like any time I had like an hour or half an hour, I'd, I'd pop in and I'd go to Maxville as uh Stephen would call it. And everything else, and you're you're just you're doing the most random crap. It was it was ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous. So yeah, every every time I'd have a new name for your town. Sometimes yeah, exactly. it was Max Town, Max Villa, Max Place. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But never it's Max Yell. No, exactly. It, it was the the letters though that would do it. Oh man, I remember some of those letters that I used to write to your town. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I had affairs going on in the villages and, like, all <laughs> kinds of crazy crap. And it's so funny because they're like, oh, he, 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 he. you know, <laughs> they say these stupid things. And the most yeah. immature, like, oh, man, Ugh. you would never guess we're grown men. Never. <laughs> <sighs> Those were the good old days, man. Yeah. Good old days. All right. So finish this up so we can go so I can go and finish working. Yeah, I just wanted to just mention quickly, uh, this is something that's in the news right now. It's about microtransactions and loot boxes. And EA is actually under criminal investigation, I believe, in uh, Belgium. Because they have refused to, uh, basically, in, in many European countries, they have asked publishers and developers to remove micro uh, loot boxes because they say it's gambling. And most have done so, but are not really happy about it. But EA is the only one who's uh, like forcing back or not applying those, uh, not obliging or whatever the the word is. And they are actually under criminal investigation. I was wondering your opinion on that because I, I understand why you would say it's gambling. And I think it probably is gambling. 
But then again, like, how is this different? And, and there probably is an explanation, but how is this different from a kid going to the store and buying a pack of hockey cards or a pack of Pokemon trading cards? Like, I, I just, how is that not gambling? Do you have an idea or an explanation? Uh, because, because I think there is a, a difference there, but I, I, I've never be, really have someone explain what, why it, it's different. Well, okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. Because, because when you buy a pack of cards, you don't know what you're going to get, right? It's still, you're not sure. Well, if you're you don't, get. you don't know what you're going to get, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, with like certain like trading card games and stuff like that, are you not guaranteed like seven common, two uncommon, one rare, something like that? Yeah, I think you are. I think you are. Do you know how loot boxes work? Because I don't. No, don't. I don't. Because like me. if if a loot box was you're guaranteed like say again you know like two common, one uncommon, and one rare, then yeah, then I wouldn't understand that. Then then I really wouldn't understand that unless. Unless it's the the box itself, where it's like you know you can get four common, then then no, then then that's wrong because then that's yeah that's straight up gambling. That's because it's not set. There's no set parameters. Huh. Well, okay. well, again, I don't know. I, we'll see what the comments, what the people in the comments say. I, I honestly have no idea. Yeah, me either. But it's a fascinating story to be sure. And I think what many people want. Is that there are to be clear indications on the box for parents and stuff like that? And I think that's fair, but for some reason there's a huge uh, pushback here in the, the North America from the ESRB. Like ESRB don't even want to include that, and I've said that they they think it's not gambling, but it's some people are saying that the ESRB is uh, a lob, lobbying for some. Like it's basically in bed with some gaming companies, and I don't yeah, know if you okay. know uh, if you know anything about it. But I don't, no, I'm I don't just really know, speculating but... here. I don't know much about this, but I thought this was an interesting because it's everywhere right now. If you look at gaming news, that's that's pretty much what's dominating the news so far. Hmm. Okay, so I guess we're gonna end this with your uh, your blast uh, from the past. Yeah, my blast from the past today is a game. It's another one of these where I find it funny that I didn't talk about this before and i'm just gonna go i always like to do this i like to just get some images of what i'm talking about because after all these years all these games and stuff like that end up like you know merging into <laughs> one type of thing what the hell was that it was a cough how dare you okay so the game i'm gonna just briefly mention is secret of evermore did you ever play that secret of evermore yeah, it's an action RPG. Didn't you use that one? No, I did not. I have not used that one. No. What was no? the SNES game you used last time that sounded similar to this? Uh, da, 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 da. I Oh, Illusion of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia, okay. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, Secret of Evermore is very uh, reminiscent of uh, Secret of Mana. It's uh, like well, I don't like saying it's a Zelda game. It's not a Zelda game, not at all. It's an action RPG, much more in the vein of uh, Secret of Mana. Like really, it, it's very, very similar. And it's just it was a fun. It was a fun, cute little uh, game where you have a dog following you around or a wolf or whatever it was. And yeah, it's just one of these games that was just a, a very fun game that if you did like Secret of Mana, it was think of it like a poor man's Secret of Mana. That's the way I, I used to refer to it. It was it was a fun little game. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. That's cool, man. So and, that's uh, a wrap that's or? A, yeah, that's a wrap. So uh, thank you everyone for joining and I'm going to just say uh, hopefully I'll see you guys again in two weeks or I'll have to come up with some excuse for Steven to do it by himself and now I will let him do the honors of saying ciao alright well thanks a lot for tuning in uh, hopefully Jared will actually uh, like he said join me but if not maybe I can get Ahmed or Tim to to join me but these guys are even harder than Jared <laughs> but it's mostly because I usually ask them last minute so thanks for watching and we'll see you next time